0: Welcome to another week of Necronomicon. My name is Matt. And I'm Jenna.
1: This is a podcast where we discuss horror movies because we like them.
0: Yeah, and this week we are going to be talking about The Conjuring.
1: The Conjuring is the 2013 film by director James Wan. It tells a story of paranormal investigators uh, who are trying to help a family who's being terrorized by a evil presence.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about both the investigators and the family um, in this episode. The investigators are Ed and Lorraine Warren, who Mm -hmm. were actual people that this story is based on. Yeah. And the family living in the home is the Perrin family. It's
1: based on real events. So the names, I guess, are the real names of the people.
0: The house is filled with ghosts. Some of them nice, some of them not so nice.
1: And also potentially demons at one point they mentioned.
0: So we're going to try and do more of like a mythology and what the film was based on.
1: We're going to look at the story behind the film uh, and some of the symbolism and the source materials that the film drew
0: from. Yeah, we think it's kind of a better way to go about this than to review old movies.
1: Yeah, because you guys have probably seen the movies. I mean, you recommended them to, this one was recommended to us in particular. Uh, So we know that a lot of you guys have seen these movies um, and there is a lot of interesting stuff about them behind the scenes and so mm-hmm. yeah we'd like to talk about that a bit uh, yeah. maybe more than just doing a straight review podcast yep. so yeah the conjuring was recommended uh, it's a horror film directed by james wan uh, who i am a big fan of generally
0: speaking yeah He's- we love him i think this is mm. the only one when this got recommended i was like ugh, that means mm-hmm. i have to watch that film again
1: i wanted to watch it again because i had seen it and since like i, I watched this and
0: After that is when we got really into James Wan.
1: Yeah, because I watched Insidious 1 and 2, and mm-hmm. um was Death Sentence and Dead Silence, oh, which I loved, yeah. and, and Saw, obviously. He's done some really good stuff. Then I saw that he had done this, and I was like, well, really, that's weird, because I didn't think this movie was that great.
0: You know what? The second time around, I didn't mind it as much.
1: No, I mean, it's not a bad movie. No,
0: it's not. I think what I had the most problem with... Is that it's based on a true story. And yes. it's not really based on a true story. It's based on some bullshit that this family came up with.
1: <laughs> yeah, the issue I had when I watched it the first time. Anytime I see a movie where they say based on a true story, I am I give it less kind of room to move with the stuff that I think is bullshit. Yeah. Like, for example, if they didn't say this was based on a true story, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have bothered too much with this but there's some a lot of stuff in this film i'm just like "Eh, that didn't happen
0: yeah most of the stuff in this film or i'm like come on you can explain that in a better way
1: yeah exactly yeah i don't think uh, people keep saying this is a really scary movie as well yeah Um, i
0: read a lot of reviews that say oh this is the this is the scariest exorcism I've ever seen, and mm. um, like it's terrifying that this could really happen and stuff. Like, I don't find this movie scary at all. Well, first
1: of all, that, that might be because we don't believe for a second that this could ever happen.
0: That's right. I think that is why. Like, the more that yeah. I've read about it, is it seems like it's people who believe that you can become possessed by a yeah. demon.
1: People think that this. I mean, yeah, it is based on a true. It's based on, it's based on a story that someone actually told in right. real life. I but I
0: find things, say things like Dawn of the Dead, right? Yes. I find that scarier because right. it is not that zombies could actually happen, but something like that situation could actually happen. Sure. Like there could be some kind of outbreak or something where, you know, yeah. everything in that movie could be
1: true. <laughs> the only thing in this film that is scary for me is, I mean, he's good at doing creepy scenes and, oh, and jump scares and great stuff. great at and jump scares. Yeah, there's a couple of great scenes that are, Just jump scares. Uh, He's just really good at that. And I I think it's a bit cheap, but, you know, it works.
0: You know what? I don't mind it if it is used correctly or if it is used infrequently. Yeah. But I think if your film relies on that, then it's not a very scary movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, No, I understand. I know what you mean.
0: I do want to make a quick point. Apparently, and now the only source I found for this was like a screen ran article and then a video <laughs> of Andrea Perrin, the daughter, saying it. The MPAA deemed this movie too scary for right. a PG-13 rating. So it is rated R. Yeah. Andrea said they had to take out quite a lot of it and it was still too scary.
1: Just arbitrarily too scary.
0: She doesn't say why. It just... Just is.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, normally they give you a list of things you can fix to, to reduce the rating.
0: They, I think they did, but she said they had already taken out so much that there was hmm. just nothing they could do.
1: Well, that makes me wonder what got taken out. Is there an unrated version uh, of this? I don't I think the there point.
0: is. Rated R for sequences of disturbing violence and terror. Violence? Was there violence in this? Four out of ten violence and gore. Hmm. A possessed girl gets thrown across the room. A woman vomits what looks like blood. pigeon flies into the house and falls to the ground that's violent (laughs) profanity two out of ten four religious profanities two mild obscenities and one minced oath while in bed a girl complains about her sister in quotations farting (laughs) frightening intense scenes eight out of ten the movie contains a creepy atmosphere the movie is very scary and intense this movie had most of the audience covering their eyes and screaming the doll can be intense for some the ending is very intense. So I guess they rated it R for intensity.
1: Yeah, right. Intense. Again, the things that I like most about this just kind of cement more that it didn't really happen for me cuz like I said, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm super skeptical. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in I don't believe in God or angels or demons or anything either. Like I just don't believe in any of that stuff. So when you when you present it to me in a film, you're already I'm less likely to believe it than I guess a lot of people would, anyway.
0: But I like those films. I just don't like no, that it's same. being pushed in my face as fact.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, my favorite scene in this uh, is something that I. I'd... I
0: bet it's going to be the same thing as mine.
1: <laughs> All right, and and there's no way that this actually happened. It's not. It just didn't. But it's yeah, it's yeah. just a great little moment. It's when she's hanging the sheets on the line.
0: Yes, yes.
1: One of them blows off the line and catches on the shape of a person standing there like a, the, who, a person who wasn't there and so yep. it, like you see the sheet form around a person which is a, which is creepy and then it blows off the person up to the window it kind of and
0: slams it, into the window
1: yeah and when it clears the window there's a person standing in the window yeah
0: and it's a really cool scene that
1: is a really cool shot and it's great but again it didn't happen but it's cool <laughs> you know I mean? and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like yeah i would have enjoyed the whole film more perhaps if they hadn't pushed the bullshit angle <laughs> yeah that and I don't find exorcism particularly scary anyway because it's not you know it's generally I I mean personally I think it's people with some kind of you know physical or mental disability having some kind of medical issue right and it's
0: being treated religiously
1: yeah I think I think. Something, I think it's something else is going on in these situations. It's not... Like I said, it's not, it's not a demon. Stop
0: but I it. still... I do like seeing exorcism in some things. Like, I think it can be done well.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were not talk about it now. We watched the film last night. I won't even say what it is. But it was religious in nature. The film we watched last it night. It was, but
0: it was cool.
1: Like, yeah, it because, was more of a
0: story of angels and demons than it was pushing God at you. Right,
1: because it's fantasy. Yeah. Whereas in this, mm-hmm. it's played very straight. And again... If I hadn't said this is a true story, I probably wouldn't have been as annoyed about it. It's just this one really put me on the wrong foot because it's kind of like it's trying to sell you as as factual, yeah. And and not only that, all the marketing stuff did the same thing. And again, it's not necessarily even maybe James Wan's fault, but they really pushed this as this is scary because it's real. Well, it's right. not real, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so that would just made it less scary.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it went through three acts, which were given. In the film, there are two investigators that come to um, cleanse the house. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the film, he says in some lecture that there are three stages of a haunting. Mm -hmm. Um, Infestation, oppression, and possession. Mm -hmm. So he kind of spells it out for you right at the beginning. Which was cool foreshadowing, but if you think about it at all, it kind of tells you where the movie's going. Oh
1: yeah, it became fairly obvious.
0: Well, I read a lot of reviews that say it wasn't predictable at all. What really?
1: <laughs> it told you what it was going to do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. I mean, which that's is fine.
0: Like, that's I'm clever. not.
1: I mean, if people, it, it is clever.
0: Yeah, um, it's more in the way that it plays out. That's that's entertaining. Like knowing that doesn't. It's not a spoiler. It doesn't change anything.
1: Well, that said, I mean, that was they were talking about possession specifically in that case. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff thrown into the pot here as well, which is why I think another reason. It's, I think it's a bit confusing overall for me the film like i don't i know what the you know where it ended up with with her being possessed at the end but there's a lot of other stuff in here too like the the kid in the wardrobe and and
0: there is i mean we'll get more into this later yeah but it is based on the case files of ed and lorraine warren who were famous um investigators
1: right and they appear in the film yeah they do characters in the film
0: Yeah. yeah It is also based on the accounts of the family. Yeah. I mean, this happened in the 70s. So over time, everything has become a bit skewed. Because it's all just
1: a bunch of different stuff slapped together. And again, it is. Well, it's, it not is. The, it's not the filmmaker's fault. That's Their story is that. The story that this is based on is that.
0: So as I said, this film was based on the case files of the Warrens. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed died in 2006, but his wife Lorraine is still around. And she was a consultant for James Wan. She visited the set as well. Yeah. She is a clairvoyant. Uh-huh. Her husband Ed was he was very religious.
1: Yes, they were very Catholic.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. So he was the only person to be able to perform exorcisms without being ordained. Is that right?
1: Yeah, he's not ordained as a as a minister or anything like that by the Catholic Church. But they consider him to be the well, they considered rather he's passed away, um, him to be like a a qualified demonologist he called himself
0: right so, so they he... dedicated their lives um to to research on demonology yeah um, they formed the new england society for psychic research mm-hmm. um, and they would be called in to travel around the world and see all these cases some famous ones of theirs uh, are the amityville horror case in mm-hmm. new york
1: that's maybe the most famous
0: it, is, it is probably the most famous it has had about i think 15 films to date <laughs> yeah. and one coming up in the next 2 years yeah right sorry 13 films
1: i think they'll just keep making those forever oh yeah
0: absolutely another of their cases is annabelle which they reference in this film as well
1: yep we'll talk about that when we do that film i guess yeah
0: yeah there's probably enough to talk about yeah <laughs> for that we'll save it for that one yeah but that's about a possessed doll.
1: That's a good movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then there's this one, the Harrisville, Rhode Island case. Yeah. D- did you have a look at their website?
1: I did not, no. It is the
0: worst look. website I have ever been to.
1: Thewarrens.net is yep. their website.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my. You can rent or buy their museum tour.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I read some stuff about people who have done that museum tour. So they keep all of their possessed items in a back room of their home.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh boy, oh boy. We watched a video of it. Yeah. It's and it's like Halloween shit. decorations.
1: Yeah, it's just a bunch of shit in a room. Like they're hoarders. They're just Oh hoarders. totally.
0: He's told people that when they walk through, don't touch anything because <laughs> they could become possessed. And if they do, uh let him know because he will have to cleanse their aura before they leave. <laughs> now all the people who have yeah. had tours with him have asked for proof. <laughs> Because all he has are these items and his word, and the things that he's shown are things like photographs and videos and things like that, where you can see, you know, dust or the reflection of the flash, orbs, just stuff that's not that's not proof. Yeah. But he doesn't look further into it than that. He just sees a thing and says, "No one can dispute this. This is a
1: ghost." It seems like, I mean, from what what I've heard. And scene of because uh, we watched some YouTube videos of their of their staff and it's a lot of that. It's it's they're very creative. Um, I
0: you know I don't think that they realize that they're making it up. I, they do seem no. very genuine.
1: It's like that. Um, there's a Darren Brown series where he talks to a guy who who hunts ghosts and like clears ghosts out of houses for mm-hmm. people. And I mean, this guy believes it, and his customers believe it, and he's like, well, you know. <laughs> What can you do? It seems like a lot of that where these guys just kind of, they they feed off each other. That's right. Encourage each other, I guess, to believe all this stuff.
0: I mean, I guess one of the reasons that we don't believe it, Ed Warren said, without faith in God, you cannot understand my research.
1: (laughs) Right. Believe me or we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's, I mean, all of this stuff's like that. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm no disrespect to people who who believe in ghosts, you know, fair enough. Or God, <laughs> oh God, yeah. I'm just, you know, um, I don't find either of those things terribly scary.
0: <laughs> so. No, interesting. Oh yeah, not definitely, scary.
1: definitely interesting. Yeah, but not not scary. So this case in particular.
0: So this is based on the case files. If you try to find the case files, it's impossible. The only thing that they have on their website, if you go to the Conjuring case files, is like the content of the imdb page for this film
1: <laughs> like the trailer and shit
0: yeah yeah it is a link to the trailer uh it is like a link to james wan's page and a right. list of all the actors and the date that it came right.
1: out so the movie has now become fact as far as they're concerned yeah yeah stupid yeah it's yeah
0: baffling so there was nothing i mean it was really difficult to find any information about mm. what this was based on because it changes over time
1: yeah it's like a folktale it's yeah, it, yeah
0: exactly yeah This is based from a haunting in a house in Harrisville, Rhode Island, which is actually my home state, so I can relate to this a little bit, I guess, (laughs) like some of the things that they talk about with these old houses. Yeah. The eldest daughter, who was 12 at the time that they moved in, in 1970, she is the most vocal about what happened there, Right. but she wrote her book in 2011, so it wasn't until 30 years after they moved out yeah right and i just find it very suspicious because (laughs) well look what they claim that it happened between 1970 and 1980 in the 10 Mm -hmm. years that they lived in this home The Mm -hmm. Warrens came to investigate in 1971.
1: (laughs) They lived there for another nine years.
0: Yeah, but this is where it gets a bit fuzzy, right? Because there are some accounts that say uh, in the the first, like this happened slowly over time. At the very beginning, it was just like small things, like things would move, doors would open. And then over time, it got worse and worse and worse. But then in the Warrens account, they came and did an exorcism because the mother was possessed and she was crazy and she was d- dressing in period dress and all that stuff. <laughs> cool. But, but then the father of the house kicked them out and they never completed the ritual.
1: Ah, But this was
0: only a year after they moved in and then Can't. they lived due to financial constraints. They lived there for another nine years, even though they were all scared and stuff was happening. <laughs>
1: But if that shit was happening in my house, I don't care how poor I am. I'm (laughs) I'm leaving like,
0: but it's so inconsistent. Yeah, I know. What is, what I find interesting is that this happened around the same time as the Amityville case. Yeah. Right. The accounts that the Warrens had of the Harrisville case had just some minor things. Like I said, there were some, the beds would levitate. uh, Some items would move around the house. The doors would open Things like that, which (laughs) over time, after the Amityville Horror films came out, Uh (laughs) where some stuff kind of got added.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the eldest
0: daughter started writing a book series that she self-published in 2011, Hmm. two years before the film came out. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think like one or two years after the remake of Amityville Horror and the remake of The Exorcist. Uh-huh. where she just adds all of this extra stuff, like, oh, yeah, and we didn't want to talk about it. But also, we saw glowing eyes, and we saw this. And it's the same things, like, oh, we were woken up at 3 o'clock every night. same things that happened in the Amityville case. Yeah. Which was also investigated by the Warrens. So, uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah, like, and also grew to, to mythic proportion over exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: It just seems like she's cashing in on, on something.
1: I don't know. See, I wonder... If people do, I don't know if she does it on purpose, These by any of these people. Exactly. Or it's I think just,
0: memory is fallible. People encu-
1: I think people encourage them as yeah. well. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Ed and Lorraine Warren are going around telling people these things like it's fact. And so people incorporate it into their story.
0: Uh, well, here is uh, an example of what happened in the Harrisville case. It, mm-hmm. This house was built in 1736. So when they moved in, wow. it was over 200 years old. Yeah,
1: wow. That's, that's pretty cool.
0: Cool, but it's an old house. It's drafty. Yeah, noisy. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly, an infant died on the premises. Right. And they found in the base of her skull a puncture wound as if a knitting needle had punctured her head. Right. The mother claims in the 70s, the mother of this family claims that she woke up on the couch and had... Uh, a wound on her leg that was bleeding and a bruise and she couldn't find anything that had happened Mm -hmm. this so in like the original story that's that's it just she had a bruise unexplained yeah when the warrens came in they suggested oh it could be the same knitting needle that infant was killed by and whoever killed her has taken it with her to the afterlife and then punctured the mother right and they're like oh interesting interesting And I watched a video of the eldest daughter. This is a recent talk she did. And she now says the mother woke up and found a knitting needle in her leg.
1: Right. So that's just become fact now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. In your own book from a few (laughs) years ago, it doesn't progress that far.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know.
0: (laughs) They said some of the things that happened in the house, right? As soon as um, Mm -hmm. Andrea says, as soon as we opened all the fireplaces in the house, Because it's a 200-year-old house, all of the fireplaces had been shut down, nobody had been living there for a while, Um, and they were deemed unsafe. So as soon as they started, they renovated a bit, and they opened up all of the fireplaces, the pantry door just kept opening. (laughs) And some of the other doors would just open at their own will. (laughs) Well, of course they did! It's (laughs) it's a 200-year-old house, and you just opened a draft.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's ghosts in the fireplace. Yeah,
0: I don't know. And there were some other stories that she she claims that there was a little girl who had her throat cut in the cupboard and one of the daughters, one of her sisters, would see her ghost a lot. Right. But the little girl's death certificate said that she died in Massachusetts. Right. So it seems like she just hasn't done her research or she's just, I don't know, she's changed her story so much that she's started to believe it. Yeah. She's even said that the, the current owners have... Um, experienced all these things too like vibrations in the house and doors opening they've seen apparitions and the current owners put out this hour-long video that were like please leave us alone we haven't seen anything and because of this film people are standing outside of our house all the time
1: yeah they're harassing
0: them yeah (laughs) yeah
1: now that would drive me nuts yeah yeah look i think it's very interesting and uh like again i don't know what compels people to like why did she write the books in the first place like
0: uh, it seems like she was cashing in on some other films that uh, yeah she saw yeah. And made some money
1: you know i mean that's that's kind of sad but I, yeah i don't know what it is that because
0: none of the other sisters really talk about it
1: yeah well of course i wouldn't either <laughs>
0: <laughs> right yeah there are five of them she's the only one who's vocal about it yeah right and i mean i've seen some photos of this house in the film there's a lot of stuff that happens in the basement the basement is like the yes. scariest place I've seen photos of this house. That basement's terrifying. Like yeah, it's right. it's just a dirt room. It's it's what basements used to look like it's, in the seventeen hundreds. It,
1: it's cold and dirty and dark and and creepy. We don't. We, as as humans, we don't like that for some reason. It makes sense. And again, like yeah, old house. And I mean, not to be a party pooper, but I mean, we talk. They talk about how someone died in this house, but I. I you can almost guarantee someone's died in most places on this on this planet. Like, <laughs> That's right. Like where? Um, don't mean to frighten you, listener, but where you're sat right now listening to this podcast, someone's probably died nearby at some point in in human mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Though,
0: have a look I mean, around you. See any ghosts?
1: Yeah, people say, "Oh, I know," but violent deaths. Uh, I'll tell you what. Before the modern day, <laughs> there were a lot of violent deaths. <laughs> yeah. just haphazardly yes. around the world. Yes, there were. And why, is it only, why do <laughs> only humans get to be ghosts? Why can't animals be ghosts? Too many questions. Uh, I
0: used to read some books when I was a kid about, about animal ghosts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> why is it in films that it's only the kids who can see the ghosts?
1: Well, I have a theory about that. And that's because kids make shit up. But then people say, oh, kids are just more open-minded because it gives the older people an excuse to believe in the horse shit as well. That's right. my theory. <laughs> well,
0: like, one, of the things, one of the things that Andrea says is that her youngest sister, who's very, very young, I think she was like five or six at the time, mm. um, said that there were seven soldiers buried in the walls. And that right. was like, well, one of the ghosts has told her that. She's a little kid. Maybe she just made it up.
1: When I was young, when I got sick, right, if I had like a fever or I was ill, I thought there were little mm-hmm. gnome things coming to get me and i would scream <laughs> and wake my parents up and they would come in and be like what's going on like, oh the gnomes are back and they'd be like oh not this shit again right but it wasn't real
0: right well you should write I, a story I, about it now
1: <laughs> no and i believed it at the time like i can um, like when i think back to it now like it, it was scary and i believed it but i don't believe it now like it was just I don't james Wan. Magi-
0: james Wan, are you listening <laughs> gnomes get in out in.
1: It was my imagination. Yeah, they came to steal my <laughs> underpants, I guess. No, it's was a weird thing that I used to... I used to have nightmares about it. And other stuff too. I had a lot of, you know, people get scared of stuff. It just, just happens. doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the other thing that people uh, find scary about this film is... I, I guess people find the idea of possession very scary in general, I've found. In fact, I had a friend who... Um, a favourite film of mine is Evil Dead, I think, we, as we've discussed... Mm-hmm. And we were watching Evil Dead, and everything was fine until one of the characters got possessed. The girl, yeah, I forget the girl's name at the start. You know, she gets possessed and like floats in front of the clock and everything. Yep. And then my friend was fucking terrified, like instantly. Like no problem, no problem with anything else in the movie. As soon as that happened, terrified, because for some reason, the idea of possession is is very scary. Uh, and I don't know whether that's, like, a is it a religious thing? Like, is it because they feel like they think it's a demon or it's a ghost possessing them? Or is it just because it's, like, something controlling your body? Like, what is that?
0: Yeah, I don't know why. There's some things that people find scary that I, I don't at all. Actually, you know, I can't really think of many... Horror movies that have scared me have genuinely scared me.
1: No, I I find if they're done well and the atmosphere is good, they'll then I get creeped out and I'll, you know, I'll get goosebumps and I'll be like, ooh, that was cool. But I'm not don't continue to be scared afterwards.
0: I there is one film in the past, oh god, I don't know. Since Children of the Corn, there has been (laughs) one film that afterwards i was like i am scared to get up now like to get out of bed right and we'll talk about that one because that's that's a favorite of mine i think
1: i know what it is but are you gonna say what it is or are we gonna uh, yeah, it's leave sinister. It a surprise yeah sinister okay i thought
0: so yeah because because I, I thought i was seeing that face everywhere
1: right and and like i said I'm not, we don't talk about it too much because um because we'll talk about that film mm-hmm. on a separate episode but the atmosphere and the and the tone and the and everything i think is what makes that film really good but it it builds it builds up to a point whereas with this i feel like i don't know it's just the i thought the exorcism in this was stupid
0: totally i think this film kind of dropped off like i think it was scarier yeah. when there were like unexplained things happening or yep. if you didn't expect something but then when it got to the possession act it was just ugh, yeah. it was just I boring think, like
1: yeah the first two acts were really good and then at the, the end of this just lost me because again, it's it's I, mm-hmm. the first two the first two parts of the film, right? I can I can believe that maybe somebody thought that that had happened, right? It's a bunch of creepy stuff happening. There's like you know there's the girl yeah. sleepwalking, exactly, and there's um, creepy stuff with noises in the house, and it's like you know what. There's rational explanations for this, probably, but but maybe maybe they thought this. But happened. when she
0: starts like turning into this demon witch and
1: yeah, and she literally fucking levitates up mm-hmm. upside down onto the ceiling, it's like, well, this did not happen. Like, it's silly, yeah. and uh, only only because again, only because they said it was true. <laughs> That's the only reason I care. If if they hadn't said that, then it's fine because people will. Sit, and you feel free to write in; we'd love to hear from you. Um, people will say, well, they levitate in Evil Dead, but the tone's a little different in Evil Dead.
0: Uh, Totally, totally different.
1: Uh, Ed is forced to perform the exorcism because the Vatican doesn't get back to them in time.
0: (laughs) Which is ridiculous. Why even bother?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he performs his exorcism. And, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about exorcisms, but, I mean, not much happens. Like he's, it's, you just it's read all, from
0: a book and throw holy water on them, I yeah, guess. You put
1: a bag over her head and then she floats around and stuff like that. And then in the end, it's not even him or the exorcism, seemingly, that that saves her. It's the wife pointing out that it's her daughter having like a human connection to her. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So the yeah, exorcism exactly. doesn't really
1: seem to achieve anything anyway.
0: Hey, when there's an exorcism, do you have to have a vessel for it to go into? Where does the demon no go? I have no idea.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Write in. Write in, listeners. Let us yeah. know.
1: Yeah. Necronominom at com. if you know. Uh, that actually would be interesting. The The video of the exorcism in this, by the way, that was interesting because you can find the real video of the exorcism on YouTube. You know, the was one that, that they for this the- one? I think
0: that was a different oh oh you mean the one that they refer to in this film
1: yeah right so th- towards the beginning of the film ed and lorraine warren are showing this exorcism video to a uh, university aud- audience yep this version of it shows this guy freaking out and like
0: crosses like fucking, being burnt yeah, into his, and his skin and stuff
1: heads spinning around and it's like you know it's like movie style exorcist yeah stuff in the actual uh,
0: video it's a guy like falling asleep
1: <laughs> yeah he's just sat there looking like look he's drunk or something and then they show you this close up. And he falls off the chair, up. I think. Yeah, and he hits his head, and they're like, "Oh, what? look, his head's bleeding." And it's like, "Well, fuck, that could have happened any of <laughs> yeah. a hundred ways." Yeah, it's, it's, but mostly he's just sitting there, looking. I don't know. It looks like he's out of it. Like yeah. he's had, had a he's fit, drugged or something. up. Yeah. So. Yeah, not 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 as scary in real life.
0: Mm. Now you looked into some of the religious aspect of this film.
1: I tried to, right? Because I was particularly interested in things like, right? There's a scene where they mention that they hear knocking in the night and they the Warrens mm-hmm. say, oh, three knocks. Was it three, three knocks? knocks? Yeah. And then he says, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, uh, an affront to the Holy Trinity. It's like a, an insult to the and Holy Trinity. And everybody wakes up
0: at 3 a.m. every night. And that's right. when everything starts happening.
1: And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I looked it up, right? And I found... Some mentions to it, of it, but then always when someone was talking about the conjuring. And I was like, what's well, disappointing? I'll keep looking. And eventually I found some stuff that was older, like people talking about knocking in the night, right? No one mentioning this three thing, mm-hmm. three knocks or anything like that, until down in the comments of these articles, someone in 2014, invariably, <laughs> after the conjuring, would then say, Oh, it's an insult to the Holy Trinity. So <laughs> right. the only thing I could find was a video of Ed Warren on YouTube where he <laughs> says that. So I don't know where... I, I think this just comes from them, from from the Warrens. So, I mean, Ed, and, Ed Warren really did say it, and so mm-hmm. therefore it's in the film. Right. But I don't actually think it comes from anywhere. Like, right. it's, not, it's not actually, you know, something the Catholic Church teaches. Uh, unless I'm incorrect, in which case, please write in let me know, because... I would love to love to know, and yeah, and I couldn't really find any facts about that. I don't know whether it's that they got them from like an official exorcist. What I did find was an article where three exorcists talked about the film, and generally the consensus. And also, actually, on the on the Catholic Church, the Australian uh, Catholic Church website, they reviewed the film, and they all said, "No, it's not very accurate." <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so that was disappointing. <laughs> I did find one thing that I did find funny was um, this quote. This is from a gentleman called Father Patrick. It's apparently that's not his real name. He is a parish priest, uh, and therefore he keeps his work as an exorcist secret so he can function in his parish without undue attention. Mm-hmm. Cases come to him through his bishop after a person seeks help, and they send him over to to investigate, perform an exorcism. He has a team of experts as well as a prayer team to assist him. Uh, His team consists of a psychologist, which I think is probably a good idea, a psychiatrist, (laughs) again, probably a good idea, and a medical doctor. There's a good idea. Um, Yeah. But one of the things he says in his work, Father Patrick said, he sometimes comes across people with imaginations that have convinced them that they're being harassed by the devil, when in fact that turns out to be not the case. I find people who read too much of this stuff They might build up their faith in some ways, but it can also build up their imagination. So what he's saying is, sometimes people just make it up. Why not all the time? Yeah. Like, what is it about this that like he's willing to concede that sometimes it's not real?
0: Right. Yeah. What makes it real?
1: Yeah. But yeah, there's and like just a little frustrating lack of detail there, like I because I'm genuinely interested. Is where what? How do they decide? I think the church has
0: like a list of. Of things that need to have happened in you've order like to, a uh, yeah, in order to yeah. um,
1: approve. Well, it, they do that with miracles too. I think you've got to meet certain criteria to be a for something to right. be considered a miracle. Although they're hmm. loosening those up lately, from what I understand, trying to get Mother Teresa in and stuff like uh, that. Oh yeah. But we won't talk about that.
0: No, that's right. It's a different podcast, not one of ours. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I also wanted to try and find out if the birds flying into the building was anything. But no, it's apparently that's just associated with this story as well. Okay. So that is a creepy occurrence, but I don't think it has any significance. Right. Um, yeah, I was disappointed in my search for um, facts, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> so was <laughs> I. I mean, everything mm. I found, like every website that had this was kind of like, like a news article or some kind of blog post. And all of them right. were either from the same source because they were word for word yeah or they had kind of expanded on another and introduced some new things that were totally different from everything else
1: yeah yeah i know what you mean it just seems like um
0: it's all like it's it's kind of taken shape over time and Mm. and changed and morphed yeah. into this big story where it was probably just some scared little kids in a 200 year old house
1: yeah see i was hoping to, to uncover some kind of interesting religious kind of um links you know like with the way we did with something like the ninth gate where you know like you watch a film and then there's you find there's like a lot of there's history behind things and symbolism and stuff like that and um yeah it seems like i mean this is a it's again it's not the filmmaker's fault i don't think there seems to be a some i mean it's not accurate it, they've taken some liberties with the story but it is just an adaptation of mm-hmm. the story and there doesn't seem to be a, a whole lot of there's nothing much behind it it's just an adaptation of a of a story that someone told yeah with, and without, as a
0: film that's fine but yeah, yeah. Look, as a true a, story it's yeah. bullshit. look it's not
1: a bad film i you know i it's just it's not my favorite it's definitely not my favorite james wan film yeah uh, I, i'm not particularly excited about the sequel
0: no june 8th 2016 conjuring 2 Mm. not that i'm promoting um, it i don't know why i did that
1: (laughs) well maybe it'll be better although it's (laughs) it's based on another of their case files right
0: i actually don't know um
1: i think it continues the story of the warrens it's another book another one from the case files unless they're just making them up now which uh, that's the thing too what what criteria do you have to meet to to say that a film is a true story or based on a true story Well, I think,
0: like, I mean, because this isn't. This is based on. Like,
1: based on a true story. It could be any
0: anybody's account of anything. Like, somebody wrote a fiction story that they said, "Yeah, "Yeah, this happened to me." That's it. That's what this is. It seems. Because
1: I noticed the other day, we've got a copy of Wrongfully Accused, which is a fantastic Leslie Nielsen movie. You should all watch. Based on a true story, uh, from other films.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I don't know how much of the story needs to be true, for it to claim that. Yeah, Or if any, can you just claim that? I don't know.
1: As long as it's based on something, I guess you can probably say yeah. it.
0: Based on a story some dude told me at the bar last night.
1: Yeah, true story. The guy <laughs> truly told me that story. Yeah,
0: really. 100% <laughs> honest. Yeah. So listeners, I would love to know what is it about a film that you find scary? Yeah. Like, if if you do find The Conjuring scary, I would like to know why. What is it about it?
1: What is it that gets under your skin? Because I know um, the, the films that I find scariest are generally less... Um, Jumpy. Yeah, I feel like this presents too much that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, I read a very interesting interview with Clive Barker once where he said that um, the scariest things are the ones that you don't see because your imagination fills in the blanks.
0: Totally. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you.
1: Yeah. So I feel like in this film, when it starts to do stuff like when it gets to the end and it's the exorcism and stuff like that, uh, you know, and she's literally levitating and floating upside down and stuff like that. I don't find that scary. I I don't dislike it. I find it comical. Right. And I mean, and there are horror films where that's appropriate, but I just felt like this film didn't suit it because it was trying to play it very truthful whereas Mm -hmm. you know stuff like like the exorcist is a fantastic film but i don't believe that that happened you know what i mean like and i didn't try to pretend that it did and the exorcism of emily rose was another fantastic film about in my opinion fantastic film about possession didn't happen either i like the exorcism of emily rose because it could have been a girl with just some kind you know just an illness
0: sort of but she does start like rattling off in aramaic that's, I think but at that, some point in that film.
1: Yeah, but it's done like it's it's not as blatant as as this is. Yeah, where in this it's like no, she's just literally possessed by a demon. Like, like there's no doubt you can like, actually
0: it, see the demon in her in this.
1: Exactly. Whereas I think in something like Emily Rose, or, or like I said, the ones that I find scary are the ones that are a bit more subtle. I mean, Emily Rose was like I said, not not a great example of the subtlety because it, it did, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it was still. I found, I think that's a scarier movie, personally.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But yeah. So, what is it that you, uh, the listener, finds scary about a film? Is this, is The Conjuring scary because it appeals to some uh, some religious fears uh, or something like that? Or you know, is it
0: something you feel like could actually happen, and that's why it's scary?
1: Exactly. Yeah, because it does seem that's like what a lot of people have said. Like, and, and and is it ghosts? Do people believe in ghosts? Is that what makes it scary? I don't
0: know. And if you can think of one that may scare us, let us know that.
1: Please do. Podcast, uh, not podcast, necronominom at multiplenerdgasm.com or you can head over to the multiplenerdgasm.com website because we're part of that group of podcasts.
0: You can find us at multiplenerdgasm on Facebook or mm-hmm. Nerdgasm on Twitter mm-hmm. or multiplenerdgasm on Instagram.
1: Let us know what you think. Yeah, and if it's just a horror movie that you love and you'd like for us to watch, please let us know. We're always looking for suggestions we've got so many uh, at the moment so but maybe that's okay yeah yeah but that's good it means means people want us to do more that's good yeah this episode was brought to you by fiverr fiverr is an online marketplace where you can get a bunch of cool stuff done for five dollars
0: so if you want a photo of you on the front of a horror film yeah you could probably get that done
1: yeah people if you want a tagline like
0: you could probably get that done
1: yeah they'll write you write you some copy for your website a bio for your band um the, so there's guys on there who mix and master uh songs there's also any anything you can think of really people just go on there and they they'll do stuff for like think, five bucks
0: are you on there will you write a jingle for people for five <laughs> bucks
1: i was on there i don't do it anymore <laughs> so sorry guys but yeah multiplenerdgasm.com slash fiverr with two r's
0: and thanks for listening
1: we hope you enjoyed the show